This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here we have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Man, I'm pissed. And I am pissed at technology, at stream keys, at um, OBS, all this shit not linking up the right way. So we will not have video again this week. I don't know what happened. Uh, the Internet's been running a little shoddy for a couple of days up here. But, um, yeah, I had to reset all my Twitch passwords and all, all that. So I'm uh, going to work on that throughout the week. So next week we can um, come back with, you know, our regular video and everything like that. So, but besides that, I'm, I'm chilling, man. What's up with you? Not too much, man. Just, um, just trying to figure out what the fuck you're going to talk about. There's <laughs> 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 not much. One of them weeks. One yeah. of them weeks, huh? Yeah. We're, we're, then, we're not much happens. And yeah. And we, and we don't have a stream to, you know, to ask us stuff that we can just answer the field time with. We don't have that either. We don't have that luxury. We, we don't have the chat, man. I, I feel bad for the for the Twitch chat. What are they doing this Monday night? I have no idea what what these deviants are getting into now that they don't have the thing to keep them off the streets, James. Oh God, you know, you're talking like Ray the, Lewis now. That the <laughs> evil, which you may call crime, they may be out committing crime because they can't be on the live chat right now, James. <laughs> Technology has done this, has failed us. Like we have, um, you know. All our folks, and they, they give us great energy. So uh, we're gonna work hard and uh, get that, um, you know, corrected and all that. This all kind of happened in like the last like hour before I um, was trying to get started, and it it just was not working. So I was like, I don't know what's going on here. But um, man, um, we'll pay some bills real quick. I was on Tunnel Talk last week. Uh, I recorded that show last Thursday. I believe it came out Wednesday. Uh, and that was a fun, fun, fun show uh, for anybody that hasn't heard it yet. It uh, goes about 90 minutes. And um, I'm on there with uh, some great questions being asked by our, our hosts, Leah and Allie and uh, Ann. Um, and it was just like, good. The Miro and Brandon Cutler date or date scenario was fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, what? <laughs> no idea. Yeah. I, I was just coming off the top, freestyling, baby. It was hilarious. It was funny. Yeah, so uh, make sure you guys check out that show. Um, but yeah, man, there's, uh, you know, as we mentioned, it's a light week. We got One Nation Radio Awards um, <laughs> coming up soon. Uh, James and I are probably going to convene over the next, you know, day or so. Take a look at these things. Uh, of course, you know, normally our awards, them just like come out late as hell, but it actually might come out like at a decent time because it ain't shit to do. FOH is already recorded. Uh, in the can, uh, I didn't get your thoughts on the on the FOAs this year, James. Uh, listen. So uh, Jeremy sent us an early co- an advanced copy like normal, and I did not realize that I was that drunk that early. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. What? What? Why is? Why is everything? I'm. I'm listening. Well, I'm listening to myself. Like, why am I having a hard time understanding what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. Um, I haven't listened through all of it yet, but I just at the beginning. I was like, man, it's. So I remember actually, like, as the show went along, like, felt like I felt better. Uh-huh. But like, it's one thing to experience it there, and then you're hearing it, and you're like, oh, it was worse than I thought it was at, at the beginning. So hopefully, like, as, as the show goes along, as I'm listening to it, it gets better. But, like, I was I was in a not bad shape. I've been way drunker than that, right? Like, I was going to throw up anything, but it was like... Right. I did not I did not have my mind frame on, like, the control that I had as I was doing the show. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, I just say, oh, any old thing. This is the FOH. It was like, yeah, it's FOH, but that boy sound drunk. <laughs> that boy sound real drunk. Like, uh, uh, I, I, I don't think I lost my mind as much as 2022, where I'm just like, I just start going off and burying people and everything. But there's a, there's some there's still some real good rants on there and outbursts and one liners, I think, that are um, going to make for a good time. So if you don't, I, I kind of forgot to mention this uh, last week week so like we drink during foh not everyone we're not we're not telling everyone hey you need to drink too or whatever if you indulge in you know adult beverages you know go ahead and do that i know some people you know is this thing that you know they just don't get down with that if not you know do do something else you know uh you know smoke some (laughs) weed or uh you know (laughs) or do something you know to to whatever you do to put your mind at ease, do that during FOH. So this man is saying, this man is saying, if you don't listen to the show, you need to alter your mind. I don't think the show, I think the show is good enough to where it's still funny, even if you're sober. But like, if that's something you want to do, is we, you know, it's you're listening over the holidays or some travel there or whatever else. If you got some free time or whatever else, it, it I all I would say is, I imagine it would enhance the experience. That's all I would say. Whatever, whatever right. it is that, that you may do, it would enhance the experience. I don't think it would. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, but I think it would enhance. Yeah, man. Um, so as I mentioned, it's a light week. So um, luckily, a topic kind of fell out the sky uh, with with some news uh, that popped up. It has been reported by Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful Select that Seth Rollins will become a free agent. Um, Rather soon in tw- in 2024, I think it may be like the first part of the year or no later than June, something like that. Um, 
and I think this immediately uh, hit the timeline, and I I kind of laughed, and I was like, immediately, James, I was like, yes, Seth Rollins is, a, is coming up on free agency. I need him to immediately be locked down right now. Ten year contract by Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, uh, Triple H. <clears throat> let's let's let him you know show his loyalty to that family. You know, and and let's keep him right where he at. You know, lock him up for the long haul. You know that boy love love WWE, and uh, let's you know let's hold him to it, James. <laughs> let's hold him to it. Yeah, man. Uh, I didn't have those exact thoughts, but I had a similar thought where it's like I don't really want to see him anywhere else except for WWE. Um, no, not against him. I think. What? Say, say again, Rich. You don't want to see seven G one. Uh, no, I don't want to see Seth in the G1 necessarily. No, um, especially this G1 where he's like, Yeah, you put him in there, and he's like, <laughs> Oh, I get to be mid like normal. Oh, okay. you put him in there with Udro, right? <laughs> Evil or some shit. Um, but nah, like, I just think he's kind of just you know, regardless of his, his background, you know, in Ring of Honor or whatever else, like, he just kind of established himself as. A WWE guy. Not to say there's anything wrong with being a WWE guy, but like I, it kind of feels like he's kind of setting his ways, and it's been like that for a while now. When you watch his matches and like the the kind of um, his kind of style, like it just seems like that's the formula for success for him, and he's been wildly <laughs> successful in WWE doing that. And like, if he wants to branch out and try something new, and you know kind of, you know, rediscover some things or, or get back to, or try to figure some things out, wrestling other guys, if that's what he, you know, he wants, he wants to do, like, more power to him, uh, but I don't necessarily care to see him do that, I'm kind of like, I'm good wherever he's at, I'm kind of good where him in WWE, and that's where he'll be, and like, you know, once a month, we'll have a match, and it'll be really fucking good, and I'll see on pay-per-view, and like, I'll see the people that are WWE fans say that like, he's one of the you know, elite wrestlers in the world, and I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, but whatever. Like, he's still a great wrestler. It's just, that's kind of like, he's kind of just been in this kind of, his matches or his matches, right? And everybody has their own, ma- and a lot of people have their own, like, you know, basic idea of like a, what do you call it? A formula for success, right? Like, there is a Kenny Omega match, there is an Okada match, there is a Danielson match, there is a Shuri match, there is a Tam match, there is a, um, there is an Eddie Kingston match, there's a Moxie match. Everyone has a match. Uh, but for me, I just feel like what he does, and and is which is appropriate, is it's suited for WWE. And if he wants to change, and if he wants to go somewhere else, he's gonna have to change some things. And obviously, they take some some um, introspection and some and some looking into what's what you can do different to change it up, with everything. And they're like, not everybody, you know, at this point with all the miles on their body, wants to make that change, right? Like we just saw Christian and Edge. I'm sorry, we uh, saw saw Christian and Big Coat basically have. A damn WWE match, a good one, or what about a WWE match in the main event of um, Dynamite uh, last weekend or last Wednesday? So it's like I don't necessarily pine to see want to see more of that in AEW. So you know, um, no knock against him. He, like I say, he's great, but he's just like he's great, but he's not. But it comes with qualifiers of like same thing I have with Jay White. Like he's great, but I'm not necessarily like I'm not endorsing him either. You know, so. This doesn't fit for everyone, but I feel like for Rollins it does, um, <clears throat> because he's a he's 
I'm looking at his career, how old he is, and like what kind of you know value strictly as an asset. Was right? he like 36, 37? He's, he's about to be thirty eight. Yeah. Okay. Just look like if this was the Tampa Bay Rays that was running this, right? Like, <laughs> like Seth guys like Seth Rollins are the reason that WWE wins wrestling wars, and I mean that because say they nudge him out the door, right? And then it's like, all right, the peak value has already been had. Like I, I've said it on um, this show, uh, you know, several times. The answers are not in mid 2010s WWE or or you know anytime before that. Mm-hmm. With guys like Seth Rollins, it's not like a Copeland situation even because Copeland's 50 years old. It's like he, how long is he realistically going to be around? But with Rollins, you can trick yourself into being like, oh, I got a yeah. decade with him. I got I got all this time with him, but it's like, well, he's never gonna like, like his vorp will drop steadily over the next, you know, I don't know, let's say five years, and you, yeah, yeah. you're he's never gonna be your guy. Like, no yeah. one will ever look at it like that, right, right? And it's like, and I really think like guys like Rollins, like he's at the perfect point in his career. It, it's it's like you know he's not like a Danielson. It, he's not someone that's just so phenomenal that you do it anyway like because Danielson jumped like around that age or whatever right yeah but stop me but Seth Rollins is not Brian Danielson so <laughs> I don't think you're stopping you on that one uh another another part I'll add on to what you're saying is and I'll guess I'll go in, even more into sp- uh, specifics about it he's one of those guys where you see his sense of his value or whatever to pro wrestling and it's like it's the same thing when you think of teams and trades or whatever else. He's more valuable to the team he's already on than he'll ever be to the team that he would potentially go to. He's more valuable in WWE than whatever his value is, is related to WWE. And if you put it somewhere else, I don't know how those, uh, I don't know how you make it make sense. Like, you can absolutely put Seth Rollins in the main event, the big Sunday night main event of WrestleMania or whatever else. You could, in theory, put him in the main event of uh, of All In. However, you would have to build towards that for a full, for a long amount of time to make him feel like he's actually a WWE or AEW guy, and his and he's actually he has roots in the company, and he has all these his, his history with blah 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 blah. Like, otherwise, it would just feel like you know, kind of like when people talk about CM Punk, if he were to come in and main event WrestleMania right now after he's been with AEW, he's been away from WWE for a full decade or or, or close to a decade, nine years. It is is he feels like an outsider, an interloper, if you will. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying that he can't do good things, but I'm just saying like the things that he would do don't necessarily don't particularly interest me outside of like, all right, because of the buzz and the talk and all the you know the the internet discourse over the years, like okay, put him in there with Omega, let Omega give him his first five star match, right? Put him there with Osprey, let Osprey give him his first five star match, right? And they could go back and forth and drift, and they can riff on the stuff they were saying to each other all a couple years ago about you know size and the bank account, and it's like, bro, I'm bigger than you in size now, and also like I'm also a millionaire now too. Suck my dick, right? Like you know, they could it could be that kind of stuff. But it's like ultimately, the well, match after that, we get real. The match would be great, but it's like, all right, then we start talking about all right now. What else after that, right? And then for me, it's like okay. <clears throat> Who Seth Rollins is a pro as a program builder to build around and up to uh, matches 
uh, for pay per view after three, you know, for on on at this point now because on two month bills, whatever else. It's like he's not exactly a great program builder historically, and that's not doesn't knock against him. It's just that's not his strength. And it's like, all right, so he's not. Well, he's be- getting his chance now with this punk stuff. So we'll see what he does. Yeah, and to be fair, like you know, I probably will vote him and uh, Cody as like you know some of the best things WWE has done on the main roster in like the last two years. Right? I don't think you disagree on that, would you? No, no. Right? Yeah. So like, it's just it's it's not necessarily a strength. He has some on that on his catalog, but it's not a strength. Like same thing with like promos with him. It's like he has some promos that are like some good promos, but like he's not. He's not Jericho. You hand him the mic and like he'll figure some shit out, right? It's not that kind of thing. Or Moxley, or or at this point now Danielson. Um, and he's and he presents something like where, like I'll take Drew McIntyre for example. I would take I would sign Drew McIntyre to, potential upside. Yeah, I, I would sign Drew McIntyre to AW like way before I would sign Seth Rollins because Same. there are like tons of Seth Rollins archetypes in AW. Uh, Drew would kind of be unique in that regard, and right. he would, you know, he's not as stained. He is a w- he's been in WWE for a long time, but he's not as stained. Um, as far as like um, with uh, Seth Rollins, he potentially is like kind of like a Molotov cocktail just in the positioning, right? So like when I say guys like um, Seth Rollins caused WWE to win wrestling wars, I mean like when he jumps to that company. Me now everything's out out of fucking whack. So who do you put him with? Like, are you keeping him with the class of the Moxleys, the Omegas, uh, Jericho's? Like your um, you would you have any Kingston, all that stuff. You have to put because, him in base like, like the old ma- the old money main eventers or whatever else, while not not being old money main eventer in AEW ever. But you have to slot him in there like as if he's like you know kind of like Edge or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. But it's like all right, like. <laughs> you know who will do business for who in that i don't know um but you you slide it down then you've got you know the you, guys you, that are going to be the main eventers in the next three years where it's like swerve and hangman and mjf and, uh, and, and jay white uh, and jay white and it's like i don't want i i don't i i prefer not to see any of those guys do a job to be in program doing jobs stuff wrongs right now i was like correct Black in that particular situation as of right now like look and then you then you slide it even more right and i'm not saying like these guys wouldn't lose to him or anything it just i don't think would ultimately be productive like ricky starks or jungle boy or sammy guevara like and then like, eventually you, those if, are if, the guys if, that are let, like say you oh go, no, like i think said, i need to leave let's now go, let's go let's go lord let's go not lord but let's go to that right add on to like that pillar area right Darby Allen. You, you, you throw Darby Allen, you throw Orange Cassidy there too, and then you throw in like I don't know, and, and, and then you're just like, all right, he has to beat those guys. But that shit is not gonna go over well with. He, with it's gonna piss off. It's gonna piss off the 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 the, the people that are AEW first fans or AEW fans at the root because it's like why is people why is first thing in the main like it's almost like he's he's like. Cody left two years ago, and now he's in the Cody slot, where he's like, he's too big to be facing these people, and now he's wrestling in the mid-card, but he's not wrestling the top guys. Why is he not wrestling the top guys? What is going on? It, 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 it would just it, be nasty. Yeah, like, it, it would be nasty. And then, like, that's how you get, like, your youth jumping ship. And then it's like, oh, shit. 
the pipeline starts getting fucked up. Like, <laughs> and uh, now to be and, fair, I think I think some of that pipeline, like uh, you know, Sue Williams, he talked about like you know an open like we I wouldn't trade him or more or less saying like I wouldn't trade him Seth Rollins for um I wouldn't trade for Seth Rollins if I had to give up or I find more value out of having a Jungle Boy than a Seth Rollins. And for me, I'm like nah. Like this year has this year not even forget the suspension part. Like this year was one of the years where I was like kind of a make a break thing for him. And like, it seemed like it broke. It didn't make, um, like he spent the whole year, like, and I almost tweeted this out, but I left it alone. But like, he spent the whole year chasing after a singles title. All he did was fail to win. And then he finished his story by winning the FTW title, which is what failure to win. Right. It's the same fucking acronym. I made that joke on the spot when you, when we were talking about it back then, it's like, yeah, man, this ain't, this is probably not going to ever like work out where like Jack Perry is like at the top of a W pay-per-view. This is probably never going to happen. You can say the same thing for Sammy Guevara and like, like, and Darby is pretty much when you push the button and it's probably going to be after the sting stuff. And also, and also like the idea of like, he obviously has a natural thing with Swerve, um, in Moxley as well. So like, yeah, he has, he has things to go to once he's done with this sting thing, but like, the other two, Guevara and and, and and Perry, nah. But like, I, I think there, I'll there's still tons take of, Jack. But there's tons of space between Perry and getting to the actual top of the top of AEW anyway. So it's like, it you know, yeah. I, I think I, the, I, I think I'll still take Jack because like on pay per view, he's pretty much like flawless in that regard, and like he's still 26. So like, he's got a lot of years ahead of him. I. You bet on youth, and then and then it's just not linear. Like I just think, like the way this the way it is shaking out, and the way the people are going to come in and out and back and forth. He's never jumping people. Like we're, we're kind of thing. We're like it's been four years now, and we've seen where people like have they're able to uh, ex- uh, distinguish themselves. Darby has distinguished himself. MJF has distinguished himself. Orange Cass has distinguished himself. You know, like I still kind of think he's like behind. I th- you know, he's a better wrestler than him. I'd rather watch him, but like, I think more people gravitate and care about Ricky Starks than they do Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that's that's kind of the 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 pecking order of it, and it, that's how it shakes out. Not to say he's not talented, because obviously he is. He has great pay matches, especially his big matches. But it takes so much. It takes so much, and also it's like he had to do them jobs for Christian. You know, it, it, it a lot of damage was a lot of quote unquote damage was done to him to kind of keep him where he's at, and like that pillar shit didn't help him either. Um, like the pillar program. Now with Rollins, like um, who knows? I, I think he's going back to WWE. That's another you know? thing. Is like I don't. I I think it's just a leverage play. I don't think it's just to get more money or whatever he wants. And it's not actually entertaining on AEW. Because like if he goes to AEW, it's like okay. Like, I don't think anyone's jumping for joy and be like, we got one. This ain't exactly Moxie run walking down after the end of Jericho and and, and Omega, is it? Uh, it wouldn't excite me. Um, I, I have. It looks like some people, but it would, but it would like, not. Ex- I, I, have, I think I have like no, this gauge. I have no desire. Base, I think this gauge on the fan base. It don't, it won't have that level of excitement as like the Moxley thing. It's just, I just don't think it does. I, I have no desire to to watch. Uh, you know the great WWE hope switch sides. Um, <laughs> aside from all right, you know. Give 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 him a chance to to see if he can actually like get in the building with some of the people people have sweared that he's in the building with. But you but you know my thing is is like 
He ain't used that muscle, man. That's what I'm getting at. It's like he don't. He don't. You know, people talk about like uh, you know, they talk about old like people in their mid or uh, like having midlife crisis or whatever else. And they talk about like you know, leaving leaving their situations, or whatever else. You be like, bro, you don't want you don't want to be outside. You don't right now. You don't want to be in the streets right now. The streets is cold. They they are and, and they are tough. And like mm-hmm. Seth seems real comfortable and it's perfectly fine. AJ Styles is real comfortable too. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's plenty of people in AEW or in WWE that are real comfortable because they've already like they've already like they are they're getting checks based off the prior work and they're perfectly fine doing their thing. And I'm not saying Seth is like completely turned it all off, or whatever. But like, he's clearly in a routine and switching that routine out for who for what? You getting good money? Yeah, and also like it would be interesting to see <laughs> if if Rollins is like, yeah, man. Um, I I I, th- I saw a pretty funny thing where he was like, "Yeah, man, y'all w- y'all want me to do this here business uh, WrestleMania season? I think I need to go over." You know, um, I would find that pretty funny, and he uses the contract for leverage. Be like, "Well, I, I guess I'm gonna have to walk out the door." You know? Yeah. Now the real funny thing would be like, "All right, <laughs> he hits free agency, and he's like, all right, well, I guess I ain't going back.'" And Tony Khan knows they'd be like, "All right." So 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 what's what's the offer, uh, Mr. Anthony Khan? Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Low ball. Take your ass back. <laughs> you better talk to and take your ass back. Oh, I'm not spending three million dollars on you. Are you out your mind? Hell oh, no. For what? Like you do not get bigger by signing Seth Rollins. A, his fans are not coming. B, right. there's not that many of them. God damn it! <laughs> there's no drawing history with Seth Rollins whatsoever. Right? Like, it like, it like it, you mean like okay, you know, he's a Midwest guy. He's a Bears fan. He's from Iowa and all that, all, that, all that kind of stuff. So this kind of they fits into the Chicago stuff. It's like, bro, you just had CM Punk. <laughs> what the fuck is Seth Rollins CM Punk in Chicago? Like, nah, man, it's a wrap. Hold that shit up. So yeah, man, it's it's. Uh, there's not gonna be much aside from AEW. There's no place that give him the money he would want uh, for what the job he's already doing. He's just gonna take his ass back to WWE. Obviously, like you know, this is a week. This is a uh, week weeks for news, whatever. Else. So it's like let's just talk about it. Let's just like speculate, right? But it's like we know he had, he know his ass going back. Yeah, like. Yeah. Like that man might might take a pay cut. Can I stay? You know, oh, can, I, can, can I can I can I look post merger? You know, tightening like, up know, that I, belt. I, you know, I wanna I wanna prove how loyal I am, you know. Like this could be this could be getting nasty in a whole bunch of ways. Yeah. I'd be like, if we find out, be like, this man has re-signed for less money. I mean, I will at this, never I, stop look, going in. At this point, what he really need to be doing is trying to figure out how to get that Roman schedule or some approaching it. Like, look, you know what he do, needs do, to do? How do I make myself more? Spe- how do I make myself stand out by having to do less of these dump these silly ass Raws or Russell the same person? You know, th- uh, five times in two months. You know what he needs to do? He needs to hire Barry Bloom as an agent, <laughs> <laughs> just to you know. Just, just, just to make him think twice. Does, like, does hey, Barry, I'll do does, it. Does I'll Barry do Boom? It. Does Barry Boom take that call? Absolutely. Oh, he does. Absolutely, Barry Boom. Take, okay. He's an agent. Okay. You know, uh, you know, he might just be like, all right, this this motherfucker playing. He ain't serious. You know. Yeah, he's got to take the call. Like, 
like Jericho would tell him to take the call. Like, okay. take the call. No, no, but I mean, okay, I guess I didn't mean take the call. Be like, seriously, be like, yeah, yeah, you know, he, I'm actually gonna represent him. And like, I mean, the the percentage is the percentage, right? But it's also like, do I do I, re- do I really want to, you know, do I really want to waste my time on this? <laughs> like, like, or it'd be like, or or you'd be like, hey, this is this the easiest check I'm gonna get. I know where he, I know where he wants to go. I know what the numbers are. Yes, it, yes. It, it, I take, you know, like, I changed my mind. Well, well, you know, they terrified. Like, you know, they'd be terrified. I, I'm WWE about does not want. They would not want. I don't think Seth Rollins to leave. Yeah, but oh. I also don't think that would. I also don't feel like they feel like that would hurt them either. <sighs> you know, I think the only thing that they might think about that is like. They push him for so long, but, but yeah, it was like it's like I was saying earlier. There's no future upside in Seth Rollins. Like he's done what he's gonna do. Like this is it. Like after he drops this, you know, could he fight Roman Reigns one day and be the you know they do it for the the actual number one belt or something? Maybe, maybe he can do that, Rich, right? If, but if they were ever look, gonna do they would have done that, right? Right. That's what I'm getting. If they were gonna do, they would have done that. They've had since 2016 to do that. They didn't do it. It's yeah. 2020. We're going to 2024. Yeah, it, it, like and, that. No. That shit is like uh, that shit is like Undertaker and Cena. It's like if you was ever gonna actually really do it, you would have done it by now. Now you're gonna do it unadvertised for three minutes and shit, and and and, 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 and tease with Cena on uh for weeks, and then be like, yeah, well, I don't know why y'all mad in the last three minutes? I don't know why y'all mad. It's unadvertised match. No one told you Undertaker was actually gonna be here, except for yeah. our television telling you he was gonna be here. Yeah, you know. Turn, turn your screen off. Yeah. You know. Oh so, man. <clears throat> I mean, but look, you know, it could be. I guess. I guess if you know, Seth were to to to, to finish the story, and he's a person to topple uh, the Samoan Empire or the, the bloodline or whatever else. I mean, I guess that will be a great way to end WrestleMania forty four. Sick. You think you think they got something else to, that, when they get done with this? Because I don't. Does it like they have no, no idea? No, I, I I think Roman Reigns is, is about to take it back to the trap, and then I, I you would think like they would figure Sokoa something out. Be the person that they have Heyman go with, but uh, mm, I, I unlikely, unlikely. I think I think, think, I think they, they know what we've, we've noticed about Sakoa a, a while back. We're like, nope, it's not there. Not it. He just related to them. It is um. I think with uh hey, Yeet Man ain't gonna get the job done either. The Yeet Man is not. Um <laughs> <laughs> like I could see Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman usually doesn't work backwards. Like he usually tries to like jump younger. But uh, there's I a mean, Chicago train. Brock Lesnar and Big Show, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he usually don't work backwards, but like I could easily see him trying to put Heyman back with uh back with Big CM. And then flip Roman, but I don't know. We'll see. We will see. So, free format show now. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to go continue talking about the Yeet Man, we can. I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> this is so funny, the Yeet Man. The Yeet Man, yeah. Um, and I do not mean Yeet. That's on the song with Drake. Um, uh, so, take it to New Japan Pro Wrestling now. 
they unveiled uh, the name of the new championship that will be contested in the three-way match between Will Ospreay, John Moxley, and David Finley. Um, it's called the IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. Wait, 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 wait. The IWGP GHC? Yes. You're shitting me. I'm dead serious. No, am I, I'm not the first person to point that out, right? No. Okay, just wanted to make fucking sure. I'm like, I'm not going crazy, am I? <laughs> All right. So, um, I, I had many talks with Josh. I was like, there's no way they're actually just pulling out the white belt and like saying, yeah, it's Intercontinental title all over again because like they would have to be admitting they failed. So what they're doing now is like, oh, redirect, redirect your eyes to, to some new shit here. And um, I saw this and I was just like, I, I, a belt's a belt for me. I'm like, man, y'all going through a lot of trouble to, to establish this for for a very loose kind of flimsy reason, it seems like. So um, I like the red belt. I didn't think it was anything wrong with that, but you know, they want to do something else. What do you make of this James? I don't have much to say. I I think it stinks, right? Like (laughs) I, If you don't want to, if you don't want to go back to the to the white belt, cool, fine, whatever else. But you can't. You you would almost have to be like, bro. Are you, this is almost like this is intentional, right? This is intentional. Like you're fuck you're, you're fucking with Noah, right? Like there's no way that that you came up with, with that name and then and no one came to be like, bro, that's just GHC. There's no way that, that there's no way that didn't come up in, in whatever naming process that was, and you didn't be like, oh, well, I gotta change, go back to drum board. This is intentional. Um, I just saw a picture of the Iron Claw uh, release thing, and I saw a picture with John Cena and MJF. John Cena is like a f- half a head taller than MJF, and John Cena ain't exactly that tall. He's like six one, six right. Six two times. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Eye opening. Um, look, he five ten and lifts. I've yeah, been telling y'all that. Um Yeah, man. Um What do what do you make of this in season tournament thing, man? Because I didn't pay attention at all, man. <laughs> man, in season tournament was fun. It was just basically like Playoff, or sorry, it was basically like regular season games that the players gave a fuck about, and they played hard. They played harder than they would have in a regular, you know, November, December start of the season. Like you know, we've we've had this. I mean, the the, the lockout in twenty twelve almost like crystallized the, the 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 ultimate truth that was like team start outs. There are a couple teams that actually try hard to start out. They might you know. Start out a no, whatever else. But for the most part, teams don't really get the shit in the gear until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, like they these teams came out there and they played really hard and really spirited in like the the whole idea of um some of these games were just like 
This is a game that otherwise would have just been like if someone gets hot, it's the only way you even remember. Someone got hot from you know had a had some crazy scoring barrage, you wouldn't remember outside of it, you wouldn't remember anything. And like it was fun. Um now, you know, there's gonna be because of the Lakers and who they are and LeBron and who he is, there's gonna be a group of people that like are going to rush to try to or invalidate invalidate uh this tournament. And that's your prerogative. Like I'm not I'm not about to pretend like if anybody else had won, like let's say the Suns had won, let's say the the Mavs had won, let's say the the Pelicans had won, let's say each conference team won, let's say like the Knicks had won. I wasn't gonna come out here and pretend like it's actual Larry O'Brien trophy. It's not the players don't, don't pretend it to be that way. Media has pretended to be that way. It's just a thing to do that's fun. Players get more money and are playing for for five hundred thousand dollars that they weren't expecting to get, so they're trying harder. And that was the result. You have a more interesting um, start to the season than you otherwise would have because normally you get like the first two weeks of the season, and this it feels like a dead period. And then you get Christmas that restarts it, and then you get like. Teams playing hard, like at the New Year's, and then you get the trade deadline slash All Star break, and then like after the All Star break and trade deadlines, when the games people start really playing hard in regular season games, like super duper hard, right? That kind of you see like Look. this. This is your team. This is our team has been decided, and now we're going to play hard because we might face each other in the playoffs or the finals, whatever else. You start seeing the quote unquote finals previews, Eastern Conference finals previews, and all that kind of stuff that we start going to see, and also like those are the games we start seeing people like kind of answer kind of figure out the determination of who's going to actually win the MVP and that kind of stuff. So like, yeah, man, I um I thought that, you know, this was a fun tournament. And um I thought would that like you know, have, people like Halep go ahead. Would the Knicks have treated it like a championship? <laughs> no, they wouldn't have treated it like a championship. <laughs> Tom Gamberdo would have treated it like a championship. I know that. Look, the Knicks can't treat like a championship because everybody because because if they had did that, we would have climbed the shit out of them, and the only thing they could have been the only thing they could be able to say was "so my dick," and we would have been like, "Nah, y'all dorks, y'all dorks, y'all know y'all dorks." Because if the because if the Nets had won this shit, y'all wouldn't have gave a fuck. We know y'all wouldn't have cared. Well, but uh, but yeah, man, it was fun. It was fun, it, like it, seeing Halliburton go nuts. You know, uh, seeing like seeing the team like the the Magic and some of this stuff like. They seem like one of those teams that, like, you start looking at a Malik pass. You start, you know, with these fucking Wag- with these Wagners and and with with um, you know, Cole Anthony and with, of course, uh, Paolo. Paolo, like, it, it looks like that's going to be a team. Like, obviously, I'm not saying they're going to be as low as the Thunder, but like, it's like a team was like, that's a team that's going to make the playoffs in you know, Thunder the next East. two years, kind of. Obviously, the Thunder have more, are deeper and they have, you know, they still have a, yeah. more assets available in the future but it's like yeah like this has been fun this has been fun and like to see like the highlights of some of these or see some of the games it'd be like there seems to be more energy in the arena with these crazy looking color courts on on the on the floor it just ha- it just happened to be that way in the weird lighting it just happened to be that way it felt that way like yeah bro that, that shit really threw me, me off bro like the seeing like the, co- the colors of the court and mm-hmm. then like the uniform. I was like, what team is playing where? Like, it, like I was like, I, I was lost. I was talking about it with, with Ken and I was like, I-, I don't know what's happening. Like, <laughs> um, what I, what I would say is like, I could do without, I could do with or without the new jerseys. Well, obviously new jerseys is like something to sell, whatever the color, the courts, you can't sell those. So I don't know what's the point. 
Um, mm-hmm. Other than say, oh, it's Tuesday or it's Friday, you know what that means? It's the it's the end season tournament. Uh, but like you know, I like the idea of they send it to Vegas, they go out there for the Final Four and, and play the games. I like the idea that like um, you know some of these teams they it, look for for people saying that it didn't matter. A lot of these teams, a lot of the players in some of these teams, like when it was crunch time situations, they react in the ways they normally do historically when it's the playoffs. Not to say they didn't want playoff games, but like you see, you're like, oh, MB score 15. Oh, 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 the oh, the Celtics discombobulated in crunch time when it mattered the most. That that seems to be familiar and true. Interesting. I'm not saying it's a playoffs game. I'm saying like it was definitely it definitely felt like to some of these teams like more than just a regular season game because a lot of these teams. Yeah, went out yeah, there yeah. and behaved in kind of similar ways that we've seen when we put some we apply the pressure to them. Yeah, is this is this considered a championship in the clutch sports offices? No. Now, so I, so I, Rich Paul ain't gonna pull up to some podcast in, in a few weeks and, and start talking insane. No, nah. um, because he don't get a cut of that five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I, the one thing that I do find funny is like these NBA players, the max players, they're making what forty-five million dollars. Some situations, like some of the guys in the in the in the years going, like Jalen Brown making sixty or whatever else, and it's like some of y'all game checks are more than that. Yeah, but five hundred thousand dollars got y'all out here playing this much harder. How do Man. how do we how do we you know how do we how do we get maybe maybe just because the power is like we're already in season mode or whatever else. So it ain't nothing to actually turn turn the switch already, as opposed to like it's the All Star game and we kind of take that as a vacation. We are trying to get back home to for a final stretch. All this travel, all this stuff we got to do with NBA NBA care stuff is draining. We just gonna we gonna all just gonna go out here and just ha- ha- put the stamp on it and just go through. But look, if you can, if we can we get a half million dollars for the for the winner of the All Star game? Can we? Can we? Can we have Bro, a, you know, we, can we get a million we for the All Star game? Cause look, we, we need we need the government to fund this or something really, like you know. I the Pay our players. I ain't watched the All Star game in in a couple years now because I it, Bro. two hundred points to over one hundred and fifty. I've watched the All Star game since twenty sixteen. I mean, I, look, I stopped watching it. I think I watched it before two thousand twenty, and I definitely wasn't watching it post two thousand twenty uh, after two thousand twenty because they were like all the Kobe tributes. Like, nope, I'm not going to watch any of those. I don't feel like being depressed. I don't feel like crying my eyes out. No, thank you. So, so yeah, yeah. they um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because I, I saw I saw they're gonna put the banner up and all that. I was like, oh. Adam Silver done made a phone call. We ain't, we yeah. don't normally ain't no shit like this. When, when I heard, when I heard about the banner, I heard the banner was like, it's not like you put up an actual like championship banner. Like, like that banner don't go up next to like the Bulls 1998, 97, 96, 92, 3, and 91 banners. Like, it's a banner that right. goes up. And like, it's almost like um when you see teams put up like they're, like they won the division type shit, where it's like they put up like, we won the ACC, and like instead of putting up different ACC banners, you put up ACC champion, and you just add and on the year. year. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those kind of banners. It's like okay, that's appropriate or whatever else. Like one, like maybe you know, I'm one of the people who's like, look, man, celebrate, celebrate. Any this shit hard? The, you're not all franchises are created equal. It's not like the idea of winning a uh, a winning a division different between the, the Yankees and like the Marlins. It's it's a totally different thing. 
So it's mm-hmm. like you let your fans celebrate the, the you know the chance that they got actually got some shine for once. Like I think that, you I know think what the we, funniest we, shit I, I was thinking about during this shit it was like, yeah, LeBron James about to make fifty million dollars this season. That man is taking that five hundred thousand away from these Pacers G Leaguers or whoever the fuck. Like, like, no, give nah. me this shit. <laughs> Do you see the one when they were playing the the Pelicans and like Jose Alvarado was like, Alvarado was like, hey, I, you know, five hundred thousand dollars to get it to my daughter or whatever else. And then all of a sudden, you see LeBron go out there and he scores like thirty points in twenty two minutes. <laughs> like, and then the people put up that Jordan meme. Fuck them kids. Fuck your kid. Yeah. So, so yeah, man, like, look, look, you know, people say it didn't matter or whatever else, but I'll say one thing that mattered, like, they had, they had a Zion on that court next to LeBron James, and boy, they, they, they sure slaughtered Zion like it was, like it did matter, didn't they? Hey, man. They on his ass. That man done got on national TV, that man got a national spotlight. Like, and then and put him out there with the Lakers. And you notice the Lakers-Pelicans thing been, you know, a thing. Ever and, since the trade, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's like the fan bases do not like each other. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm but, still waiting for, like, the, the Pelicans to, like, you know, win this trade that they say they, they, they that it was, it was, they gave up way too much for AD. I'm still waiting for them to get close to approaching winning it. I'm, I'm since it was so close. I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, I, um... I see Zion and I'm just like, this is so bad because you you hear about, about him getting it right over the summer. Well, that was summer before. That was last year. Last year he was in great shape and it was like, so what happened? And and then it's just like he just rolls in and he's getting like six rebounds a game and shit. And I'm like, this is unacceptable. Like, how are you getting less than two rebounds a quarter? Like, I, I oh you you a full Bill Bill Simmons on him? You a full yes. Bill Simmons on him? Yes. Like, like that, Amari Stoudemire. Like Amari Stoudemire is out rebounding you, man. Like, what, what the fuck, bro? Like, like, like this shit should be impossible, bro. Like this shit is this shit is so disappointing. It is like Zion Williamson should probably be the best player in the NBA by this point. But uh, no. something approaching what? it, <laughs> something approaching it. Because the thing yeah, is, like, when you see him in shape and healthy, is like. Because he should on, be an MVP on, candidate. On can, can we at least say that? Yeah, yeah. Because on defense, it's like he's never going to get because he's out of position. Like he's six seven, and like he doesn't. He's 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 not. He's not. He's yeah. not a. He's not lengthy enough with with like arm arm length and all that kind of stuff to be that kind of re- havoc wreaker. Um, but like you see him going up and down the court, up and down the court, and you see LeBron just running right by him and some of them LeBron highlights in that game. You're just like. Bro, he's thirty eight and you twenty four or something like that. It looks it just looks bad. And like the thing is crazy about it is like you'll still see him like even on offense, he still he still gets buckets, he still gets whatever, but it's like if you were in shape or if you were in better shape, that's a better way to put it. If you were in better shape, or you were in the shape you were in last year, you know, like you'd be an all NBA guy. You don't look like an all NBA guy like you were last year. And you know, it's 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 I feel like the pieces are around him to actually be like a team that could like get past even forget the playoffs, like get past like the play in, like be a actual one of the six teams or whatever else in the West. And the West is deep. It is. But their offense is so potent and they complementary of each other. And it's like 
the thing that's holding him back is ultimately his health and his conditioning. And it's and it sucks because like I what a, I he's like the only dude guy I've ever rooted for. Cause he's cause like the whole thing is cool. Like this motherfucker came out of nowhere playing these nobody that is nowhere uh part of the country. And it looks it looks almost like a like almost like a fake YouTube or whatever else that highlights when, he, when he's out here dunking on the white kids like that. And it's like mm-hmm. he gets a duke and it's like Wait, is this motherfucker actually great? No, not Freddy's great. Wait, is he the number one pick? Wait, is he generational talent? What the fuck? Is this like the is this like the second coming of Sean Kemp? What's happening here? And then, mm-hmm. you know, this we get to this and it's like, he just can't stay on the court. And even when he's on the court, it's like sometimes it's issues. But it's like you watch that dude short, you know, one take one step, one dribble, and it's like, yo, this dude. He, you can't stop him getting to the rim when he wants to. Right. And, and it's and it's like, why can't just get the fuck together, please? So frustrating. It is. Why? It is. It is. I mean, and just equally frustrating is, is Jaws dumbass on the other side too. But like, at least his situation. But his situation is like, come back I can't, I can't put down guns in, in, on camera. <laughs> you know. I was an NBA young boy. Apparently, that's like just what you do. You know, I, he's on the way back. By the way, yeah, yeah. Any day now, they they sure could use him. You know, but um, yeah, man. Let's 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 get into um like AW Dynamite and particularly um the C two, man. Um, the C two, I think, has been a really really good tournament um i don't think there's a single match of the year candidate in it but like you're living comfortably between like three and three quarters and four and a half consistently like in in these matches there's no one that's coming out here and be like yeah they give you two and a half they give you a a three-star match no like they're giving you high quality work yep both blocks. I think the like, only match that I would not give three and a half stars to would be like the Jay White and Jay Lethal match, and that's more because I think the crowd just zapped it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they but I thought their closing stretch and their, their actual in ring stuff was actually like pretty clean and like well thought out. It's just the crowd. The crowd wanted to make a show of itself, as opposed to like watching the guys. And I don't know if that's so much of you know because Jay Lethal is unserious because he's with. Uh, he's with Lee, or he's with Jared or whatever else and you know, whatever, but like it's, it still was a good match. But like, yeah, I'm with you. Like, lots of similarities as far as the quality level between like that and like the the Grand Prix, where it's like mm-hmm. you're going to get consistently like high threes, low fours, or whatever else. Not you don't get 30 minutes to go out there to go get five or go get you know four and three quarters, but like. In the right setting, the right pace, whatever it was, you can get four and a half. Uh, I think I think I ha- may have one match might have touched four and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingston and, and Danielson, because I think it's the best match of the tournament so far. But um, but yeah, like four and a quarter is available to you. Four stars is definitely available to you. Um, yeah. I, now I would say I don't think it's I don't think that the uh, the diversity of the matches. Um, and what's happening in the ring is as diverse as like what happens in the Grand Prix when you have like you know the hot the speedsters around, like right. you know you have Starlight Kid and or Suzu or Azumi or uh, Nasapoy around, but like there there it's hard hitting ass beating wrestling and it's been fun for me to watch. 
Yeah, I think the promos on, on these have been really good. Yes, like the, they are def they are definitely definitely selling like, like the wares of battle and how each character is reacting to their situation and the, the win loss record and also their injuries as they're carrying on through this tournament. And it's almost as if they're telling stories. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. Um, yeah, know, they might get down. might they might get the stories. wrong idea. You yeah. know. Um, you know, I don't, we don't need none of those, you know, we don't do that over here. You know, it's just yeah. all matches. Yeah, it's know? not, you know, it's not, it's not exactly like Kurt Angle, like alluding visually to raping Booker T's wife, but they're telling stories. <laughs> now I was going to say another Booker T story, but then it's going to sound like I was picking on Booker T. I was going to say, talk about like the, the, the shampoo commercial. I believe yeah. alone. Only yeah. was like, why are you picking on Booker T? I, I don't mean to poke on Booker T. Just like I think of some of the dumb stuff that he had Booker T do, and I feel uh, Booker T deserved better. But um, they telling stories. Yeah. Um, no love triangle I mean, yet, but they telling stories. You stupid. Um, <laughs> they've got uh, something kind of unique going on in each block, so. The whole thing is, can Kingston climb out of the hole, and yes. where the fuck is Danielson going to slip? And it already looked like Andrade brutalized that man's eye right. And, right. and all that shit, and just fucked right. him up. So, like, I like, bro, I watched Collision this week, and I was like, this was a really good fucking show. Like, between the three tournament matches, the mm-hmm. Kenny match, and then like the squash match, and then the women's match, and I was like. What is going on here? Like I, this, this is supposed to be a dead show. And, and I thought that the uh, the Soraya promo that had Anna J now officially, more or less officially, with Outcast replacing Tony Storm, and like her talk about like um, Soraya talk about how she doesn't like Ruby like doing the first stuff with uh, with Parker because it thinks that like I don't want you to leave. I don't want I don't want you to leave me like Tony left me. It was like, oh my god, there's actually like a human there. We we just we, we haven't seen any human emotion out of her before. Like I, I like that's that's an actual well respected respectable like motivation for Soraya as opposed to just being annoying for sake of being annoying. I like that. Oh my god, what is? Are they telling stories? <laughs> is AEW telling stories? <laughs> um. But yeah, like like Danielson got a guy. It's like where's he gonna slip up the rest of this thing? Garcia's yes. been getting his head beat in, uh, and and it's also he's making, struggling because he, he started out. Mistakes. Well, he started out. Well, he lost to Claudio first, right? Yeah, lost to Claudio, and then he, his next match was Danielson. That's next match, right? So like he immediately because he so. goes he goes into the tournament with the you know he has Leonard and Parker being like, hey man, stop the dancing. Or whatever else, you know, you're post Jericho trying to figure out what you want to be, what you want to do, seed, and like he he goes out there and he does the dancing and he loses. And then he gets to dance and he's like, All right, fuck the pants, fuck the dancing. I'm coming out here in in the you know, the the um the not red dead, what's his name? Red Death. Red Death shorts, or sorry, trunks, knee pads, boots. And um and he wrestles Daniels and he has a great match with him but and then like but the thing is like he's he's pressing to try to figure because he's he's behind the eight ball he's pressing trying to figure out his identity through this tournament like sounds like a story right it's, it, I'm just like and then Kingston 
you know, you, you touched on it, but I'll go further. Like Kingston is Kingston is talking about like he's down 0 and 2. Um he's facing Danielson. No, I'm sorry, he's 0 and 1. And then he has to face Danielson. So he's like, fuck. Like, have I made a mistake like putting my belts on this thing? Like, ha- has my hubris came out to bite me? And it made me think a bit a little bit of like, have I been of more that I can more that I can shoot? Like I was on the underdog, falling one, and like I'm now I've already out, out kick, I'm out here out kicking my coverage, and Ryan checks that I'm not necessarily sure I can cash, and now I got to face Danielson already down and down down in this thing, and it made me think of almost like Amina trying for for the red belt against Tam, like immediately. Like it's like mm-hmm. you finally had this cathartic feeling, now you want more, and like your hubris is now catching up with you like now you got to deal with that and now he's behind and now he's behind now he's you know he's at this point now because he beat claudio and that match is awesome too like he's he has three points and it's like and then you see you know the dance thing where it's like okay dance is ahead he's about to get a nine okay and then at some point watch the match when the when the ipad eye patch came off it's like okay you see the swallow is like and i thought to myself you know Danielson loves to sell and oversell his injuries or whatever. People are so precious mm-hmm. to him and everything over the years. You know, sometimes he, he'll, he'll feel too far and he'll be disgusting like when he sold the seizure stuff, right? But this is working because it's his eye. Started bleeding from his nose, bleeding from his mouth. And then, like, I kept noticing, like, Andrade is saving those knees in the corner. And then he hit the knees in the corner. He's inverted. Then he flipped him around and got him again. And then he got him up for the, uh, for the uh, hammerlock DDT. I was like, he's going to beat him. Yep. Sure enough, he beat him. I was like, that's a great win for Andrade. When they started the collision, they wanted to push him. They wanted to do the whole thing when he's going. He was going to go through more or less like go through House of Black. I never got my fucking Malachi and Andrade match. Whatever. I got this though, and this shit was awesome. And it's like, okay, you know, you know, Dangus and back there trying to pitch away to, to go 0 5 in this fucking tournament anyway. But like, it's like, all right, he was, he was, like, he was about to go up front. He gets a loss now. And, like, this is a way for this to figure out now with the eye and the damage that Andrade did to him. Going forward, when he, like, he was a world beater, he's going to have, and he has to now face Brody King, and that's going to be a slaughter fest for him. Yep. Um, and and Brody King is like the monster on the block. Like, he's got cool audio. We've seen these tournaments where you have the big person just roll through people, and, you know, he they may win their block. It's, they normally don't, but it's like, they look super impressive, and there's an upset coming at some point. Um, and, you know, they... He faces Danielson. That's gonna be interesting to see how this how like now Danielson is like, you know, like the the best person in that block is now hampered. And like, how's he gonna handle this now? Because he's already all these Then he's gonna fight his teammate probably in the in the last match. I think right. that's where it's headed. Right. And Claudio already took that loss to uh to King. So you, you could easily imagine him like that could be a draw or a win for Claudio. Mm-hmm. Um, then you start thinking about the gold league, which is primarily lived on dynamite. It's been like a two man race with a, with a third guy lurking, yeah. um, between Mox and Swerve. It's just been the class of the blocks. Um, and then, you know, Mark Briscoe just has been having everyone's best match seemingly, um, feels like it. You know, I think he, he like there's a case to be made for you know he's the American East GE in this in this tournament. Um, <laughs> I've really enjoyed his work. Yeah. Um, now I already got the story. I, I feel like I already got the story beat for for Mark Briscoe. Okay. He goes on four and then he beats Lethal at the end, and that ties into the whole thing that was going on with Lethal and FTR and Jarrett or whatever else like doing portions of the year and mm-hmm. you know like. I, 
that that's a part of the that's a part of all this stuff. Why like, people were asking like, why is Jay Lethal here? Why is Mark Briscoe here? Because Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal are good fucking wrestlers, but like they can get to that story that they kind of just had kind of they need to tie up or whatever in that one little match or whatever. Some people will care because Mark Briscoe's been balling this fucking tournament. Yeah, he been going out um, forty every night. With Moxley and Swerve coming in the fourth match, like they didn't save this for for the uh, for the last one. This is interesting because of who's left. Like Jay White is left for Moxley at yep. the end of this thing. You know what that means? Spoiler, like yep. or there's, like there's, something goofy. Look, I, I, for those that don't that aren't familiar with Jay White, with Jay White's work, right? Like I know he, I don't know if you caught him at one point on one of the promo. He said, "I am." A, he said, "I am a G one briefcase winner." I was like, "Yeah, you never won that fucking. You never won that goddamn turn, but you, uh, you, you won one of them shits off night, uh, the briefcase off night till one time. I remember that. Yeah. Did he do yeah. Bushi too? <sighs> yeah, he lost to Bushi in the final. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Didn't he take the? Didn't he take a briefcase off off of Bushi one time? Like in the, you know, he, he defended like the like the paper, the big show after. Yes, he did take it yeah. off of Bushi. Yeah, yeah. He look. He never wins the G one. He beats, but he gets. He gets. He still gets. He still wins. Yeah, he gets something. Be, be a beating him with Right. So I'm watching this. I'm like, I'm from. Look, you can't fool me. I'm from your game. I saw Swerve beat that man. I was like, oh, when's he face Moss? Am I even not Moss? I ain't not this bitch. You gonna spoil that man? And I, yeah. I, I, that's my. I was like, oh, I, I know this. I know. I know when they put book this whole thing. They're like, Jay was like, hey man, like I ain't trying. I, you know, I don't know if you want me to win this or not. But like, there's a thing that I normally do. And it's, called, and it's called ruin. And it's called ruin. It's, it's called ruin fans' expectations and hopes and dreams. I'm real good at that. I've been doing that for years. So he's like, "Hey, let me go." Let me, all you Mox fans out there, as Mox cutting these these inspirational promos about you know what it takes to be the you know the ace and everything. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead nah. and do this, this big face Joker on this fucking ace real quick. So Roosh is going to be the person that's waiting for Swerve in the fifth match. Okay, so. It's interesting which way they go because um, it's going to be two guys that move on from each block to the pay-per-view and it'll be the semifinals and finals that night. So like two people go through. I don't. Okay. So like there's a I'm not going to do C2 math on this thing or whatever, but you still got another week at least. Yeah, it's still, you know, you can kind of see all the the yeah. things like happening here. Like, like Jay White is streaking now. Yeah. And he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to try to knock Mox's points in or it's a draw situation. They could easily do a draw with Swerve and Moxley yep. to basically allow someone to jump on top of them. And then like a tiebreaker uh, scenario could come into effect. Swerve's got the uh, tiebreaker over White so far, and Moxley has the tiebreaker over Roosh. Roosh is behind Jay White, so Roosh will have to win out to even have a prayer, and then yeah. hope everybody fucking loses. Yeah. Also, the one thing I liked uh, <laughs> another you know, another bit of talking about the storytelling is that in the uh, going back to the other block, the collision block, if you will, like with Danielson and with the with the win. Over, um, over Kingston, and he's looking. To, he possibly got to nine. It's like the opener was him and, and Claudio, and and, and, Cla- and like Kingston was like, "Hey man, if I lose, like I'm gonna have to eliminate because like I, the best I can do is get to six. And Dankson already has six. He has Cyber for me. I'm fucked. And you see, you see, like they start the match, and it's like Eddie Kingston does a fucking tope, and it's like. This is the thing of desperate. Like that's one of the best things about these, tur- these tournaments is like 
when people get to their like fake when they start face elimination, they start acting out of character and taking more they risks. Act they, irregular. Yeah, they start take they start taking more risks than they otherwise would because they know like if I if I don't win here, I'm done. And you'll start seeing the desperations match. Like one of some of the some of the better matches in the in the in the in the Grand Prix the last few years has been like Tam Nakano like going up or Tamakana or Shuri, whoever one it is, is like facing elimination in their block, and then the other one has to has to like close to the other one, and then like you see the, the desperation from the other one. It's awesome. Um, and we and we've seen that with a Tanahashi over the years, whatever else, and and, and whatnot. It's like you see, it was like this person has to pull out all these stops that they otherwise have not. Um, it, it pours the tournament, and like to see Kingston go out there and fucking die. Look, they know I, I want to see somebody leave leaving their feet, you know. Yeah, man, I was not expecting that when I was like, I look, man. I pulling out that 450 for me. You know? Right, right. And I'm just that. like, hey, man, you, you see it up and down. You see it up and down throughout these uh, and how these things all relate to each other and these promos tying all together. Storytelling. It's yeah. happening before your eyes. Yeah, th- this it's, thing's it's been not very, just very It's enjoyable. not just matches. This thing's been very enjoyable, and it's like... They, if, if, they, if they get to, um, you know, like World's End and then like the block finals go off and then yeah. the final go off like, yeah. the right way, I'm about to get, get on this show and start acting ugly. Yeah, you should. You should. Because cause there was a whole lot of selling out going on about the C2 before it man. happened. Look, man, like, and that's the thing when I, when, you know, the theater kids when they, that their love for wrestling and I'm just like I don't get your love for wrestling like I I I understand it for the fact that like I grew up with my grandma watching her her CBS soap operas I get I get the the drama and the melodrama whatever else and I don't mean melodrama to me like uh, in a pejorative way I mean like the actual like oh my god the tension and that kind of thing and the emotion I get that I I understand that what loses me is like when you want more of that than the actual like humanistic stuff, which is actually like the competition and how people go through the challenge and how characters will react to the adverse situations of injuries, wins and losses, the joy of defeat, sorry, the joy of winning the, in the agony of defeat thing. I'm just like, you, you're losing the plot too much. So like when people be like, you know, I, I, I could do with, I could, I could do with wrestling without the match is like, well, then what the fuck are we watching then? Because like the, the whole per the whole point of this, for the most part, or the balance of this that you want to make is like, this is a soap opera about a pro about a fighting fan. If the fights don't matter or are not well-told stories in the ring, then nothing else is going to work as well. You need that stuff. And I feel like when I hear people talk about like, you know, they're the matches are in the way. I'm just like, the matches are what they're selling. That is, those are, those are like the most dramaful points because like, that is what's selling. Like that is like the tension. Like it'd be like watching Friday night lights and be like, we could do without, without the football games. Or you're watching right. Glee and you're like, we could do without like the song, the, without the renditions of the songs. It's like that's the emotional markers of the, of what we're watching. The, how do you not get this? So, you know, it's been, you know, I, I've kind of been, you know, as this thing has been successful, which was predictable, like, I, you know, I I already took a victory lap battle last week, and I guess I'm just going to continue as it continues going, because, like, I guess maybe because y'all haven't seen any of these before. I think it's also the part where it's like, we've seen so many of these tournaments before, luckily. Yeah. It was like, I know what they're going to do. <laughs> just watch. You're going to enjoy it. I promise you. 
I promise you, if you if you want to watch Brochachos, let Brochachos go. Look, Brochachos would have felt more more earned in emotion if they had been on opposite blocks and they got to the final. Then the microwave and that shit by you know Hank drinking the margaritas and whatever. I promise you, it would have felt more. Yeah, earned. yeah, yeah. I um had uh, when I was on Tunnel Talk, I had kind of you know stumbled upon the actual you know when I was saying, yo, it just feels fucking fake. Like it felt I microwaved. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I couldn't come to terms with it being like, yo, in this promotion with all these strong relationships around it. That Built over either time, yeah, are on screen or off screen. Like these are neither. Like this right. is just some shit right. y'all just saying. Y'all right. book this, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like you did it over. You you might you cook. You got to this point in like a month. Yeah, it felt like it felt like they were gonna face. Well, they had to draw. They were tagging together, and then they were friends. Like within three weeks, four weeks tops, and it's like. If you want to move at that pace, fine. But to get from that and then all of a sudden two weeks or, you know, then, like, that's the match at, at, at the biggest show you ever done. Mm. Feels kind of, feels kind of, feels, feels, feels unearned. And then they went out there and had that match. And it was like, you know, a lot of people loved it. A lot, a lot of people that were, you know, day ones with AEW or else did not. Um, You know, and you have your reasons for liking it or not. But, um. For me, it was just like this, this. This seems like some shit they just pulled out of thin air in in a, in a way, um, you know. But yeah, it, it, but anyway, back to the tournament. Yeah, man, tournaments are super fun. I've enjoyed it. I watched every match. I, look, C two got me going back and watching collisions. Yeah, yeah. I don't like watch C two got like, Daniels, goddamn Daniels and the Kings got me watching collisions. Yeah, man. Um... So shout out to the team putting this together. I I yeah. think this is yeah. I, I kind of I don't want to put any names on it or anything. You wanna, but you uh, want to do the top three so far for MV, for uh, MVP turn? Sure, sure. Um, I, I think you got to talk about uh, Danielson for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think you got to talk about um things between Swerve and Moxley. Like you know they're four and zero oh and they're, mm. they're both. Very impressive. Mark Briscoe has been impressive. Uh, I think it's like some combo of that for me. And then, I, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm splitting hairs between Swerve and Moxley. Yeah. And then for me is like Danielson, Mark Briscoe, and then Ty for third is like Swerve and Moxley, I think. Okay. So for me, and obviously those guys had the advantage. I think those are the only three that have had their three, three matches in so far. But um, mm-hmm. for me, I put Danielson at one. I'd put Swerve at two, and I put Mark Briscoe at three. So far, um, yeah. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with uh, there was nothing wrong with the with the Roosh match, but it felt disjointed at times. Like it, it seemed like the language barrier came came. Uh, I heard it at, at certain points, but match still very good. But it wasn't great. And, it, and you know, I had in my mind. I still had that match they had. Uh, before, where I'm just like, and it wasn't it wasn't that, but yeah, I'll put so I'll put the swerve, I put swerve um in 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 that three, so I, I will have Danielson one, and then swerve in in, in Briscoe um at, in that main event he had like was uh, I'd be interested to to do I, I think people are already starting this too like checking out like the the shows like all right is this the opening match is this the middle match or is it the main event 
I mm-hmm. would be it, 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 I'd be interested to see like who's ma- been having the best main events of a show, who's been mm-hmm. having uh, having the openers, like um, because I really like the Swerve and Jay White match a lot. Yeah, um, I also like the part where they like you know Danielson and Drade too. Not everybody, not everybody's getting finished. Like so we, we roll up, so many people getting rolled up, and it's like, hey man, ain't no wrong with that. Look, as long as I see pin, as long as I see backs on mats. Fine by me for three, yeah. for three seconds. That's all I care about. This whole thing of like, you know, uh, you know we get distraction finish and all that bullshit. Get that out of here. That, and that's the thing. That's the thing that always bothered me when it came to like all the distraction finishes and the, and the you know, the the uh, the battle <laughs> ring and all that kind of stuff and the belt shots. Like, bro, it's AEW. They can put they look. You can be somebody with a roll up. It's fine. If you build towards it, it works. You know, I know, I know, because Danielson be, was being niggas with rollups for di- for years. Yeah. Oh wow! Look, look at Zion Williamson tonight. Thirty six points, thirteen to seventeen. Look at that. That's the thing. He's he's not bad. Like he's good. The thing is, he's not consistent, and it's annoying because when he's inconsistent, people are gonna be pointing out that weight. When it's like, you know, when he goes out there and gets thirty five, anyway, we talk about that weight then. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna get thirty five every night. Then, in a way, it's almost like AD, but it's like AD don't AD ain't out of shape. It's just a, it, people just talk about why don't you go out there and dominate every single night? Like if it was so goddamn easy, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't it just happen? Yeah, like yeah, man. That you know, people people are sometimes are good. You know, two out of the, two out of every three games as opposed to or really good two out of every three games as opposed to just the consistency of like a LeBron. That that ain't normal. That is not normal, especially for yeah. bigs in this age, but whatever. Is there anything else in particular uh, that, oh, um, Kenny Omega had a match this week. Wrestling yep. Ethan Page. Yep. Um, two, of Canada's great, two of Canada's best wrestlers. I thought it was two of Canada's biggest stars. <laughs> um, yeah, man. How, so, you don't usually get to see... Like this was just Kenny Omega just having a match. He had some shit. He was like, "Don't disrespect me," or whatever. Like, <laughs> like you know, that was his response to the challenge from Ethan Page. Ethan Page has gotten himself in great shape once again. Um, I don't know if it's going to lead to anything for him, but I feel like this is the best Ethan Page match I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need more from him though. Like yeah. his whole, like his whole character can't just be I'm in great shape. It it can't be that. Yeah, right. muscles ain't like muscles not gonna write your ticket in AW. I mean, just anywhere. Like, w- all right, to all right. What's in what's in the definition? Uh, you know, I worked on last. I worked on last this uh, this morning. Okay, you're in great shape. Cool. Like, you know, it's a, it's as we talked about. Like, this is a soap opera about about a fighting fed, right? How does that help you in the ring? Right, like you. You are, has, has your improved physique and conditioning leads to more wins and losses? That's too that's later to be seen because now he's doing the thing with Tony Nice, right? On yeah. Ring of Honor, but yeah, like, uh, we'll we'll see. Like you know, I like him as a promo. It's just I don't. But there's not there hasn't been much to g- grab onto with him as a character because of like stop and start stuff and like whatever. What is Scorpio still alive? Scorpio Scott's still alive, brother. I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> okay, I you know, just had to ask because you know he was. You know he's on the first episode. He had a vignette for him on the first episode of a uh, hey. collision, and we ain't seen him there. since. You know he he was there. 
Was he man from the building after that? I don't know. Will we see CM Punk in AEW before we see Scorpio Sky back? I think you'll see Sky back. Okay, we'll see. Um, like I would be shocked if like like I I feel like is he the devil? Oh my god! If he's the devil, I will fucking die laughing. Oh my god! The devil is black. I didn't even think of that part. Jesus Christ! Oh, Ooh, you boy. know, if it was me, I would put Scorpio Sky with the Bucks, like in whatever the fuck they they bring. So they can do they can do uh, they can do like SEU again. Uh, no, like officially align them with the Bucks, and you know. Uh, whoever else they they have planned. I mean, the vignette was hillish. I will say that, but okay. You know, snap the fingers. You know, yeah. do your step. You do it all by yourself. Was it? Was that but, really uh, necessary? No, it did. It, it just <laughs> happened. We were there. Um, <laughs> yo, so um, I, I don't really have much more, but uh, I did watch. I was watching. Uh, I showed Catherine Aja Converse Manami Toyota for a Big A Universe. Really? Whatever. And bro, that opening sequence, she was like, <gasps> like when she saw her get catch that power bomb on the top rope, uh-huh. or whatever. So um, I watched. Did you tell her she was fine because it was happening ninety four. She had a nah, little. Nah, I, I didn't. That. I didn't. Ru- I didn't ruin it. I just. I just let her. You know. Let her experience. Now, I'm saying, like, did she know that it was like an old match, not a new match? And she's like, she, oh, she I gasped. thought it was an old match. She's like, what year is this or whatever? I was like, yeah, it was like 1994 or whatever. Was she like that? Was she like, was she impressed by knowing that? Because you know, I'm pretty sure she knows like old wrestling. Mm. Mm. So it was, it was not. I, I think she was back because in, back in because I did my annual watch of Survivor Series 1989 this weekend. And she was you know right there watching it. I was like, all right, this is five years after what we just kind of watched. And it's completely <laughs> different or whatever. Like <laughs> so, I watched. I she was back and was like these these look these lazy slow born men. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I did not know about like. Um, that match, like the Ajakon Manami, so that was that was part of a tournament that night. And that was the first yeah. round. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Uh, I watched. I watched the second round. I watched Ajakon's second round match. I got to watch the finals still. But um, her and Dynamite can't side. They kick the fuck the holy shit out of each other after this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was so great. Um, I mean, they had plenty of time. That show was ten hours or whatever. Yeah, I, I think the the second round match only went like twelve minutes or whatever. Uh, but I'm saying like they had plenty of time to quote unquote recover because they had ten hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had a while. Um, but yeah, I was like, man, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch the end of that. But um, yeah, I just thought I'd mention. Okay. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, I mean, I mean, we haven't talked about the we haven't talked about Samoa Joe. Oh, I, look, I will say this, like. Dynamite this week, I thought they had a great like setup in this promo thing that they got to where like Renee's like at MGF's door and then Heyman walks by. Oh, that was awesome. Yes, it was. It was. Because we got to talk about the devil thing, so we may as well talk about all, get the good part out out the way in a way and then talk about this devil shit. So, um, yeah, like he stops or he walks through the shot like just also like as if it wasn't planned or whatever else and then he stops says you know I got something for you he's like you know um he tell he looks in the camera and says swerve you broke into my house and you played with my kid um and 
you know, I know what I've won and I know what I've lost, and I've lost this round. But I know, I know what you want more than anything. And I, he's like, I will make sure you never win. And I was like, Yes, Petty White Man, let's get it, let's get it. He said, My, my last time, bro, I'll make sure this so and so will not win this fucking belt. I was like, I love it. That's forever smoke. That was forever smoke. That man looked at that camera and said, "Whatever you, what you wish for, with your with all your dreams and desires, I will be there to make sure you will never get into your dying day. You will go in that casket before you grab that fucking belt. I love the pettiness and this, and that's how look, and that's how you, and that's how you can lose that 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 particular uh part of the rivalry and then get back right to it. Because when it yeah. when they go back to it, people will remember Bro, that. I'm remembering that. Gonna be- it's going to be it. epic. Like, I, I, I think those it. two are going to be long-time rivals. Yeah. Yeah. So, NJF comes out, and he talks about how, you know, you had, you know, y'all y'all traded STDs. Which, <laughs> that was a killer fucking line, because they was out there swallowing paint. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they, they go back and forth about, like, they're, you know, back and forth about all the things that's going on between them. And since they've had that, you know, their encounter uh, that one time a few years ago, and they it seemed like they were headed, he didn't back up. Like, you know, you know, we, as we talked about, like, Look, the Jay, man the was on the list. He was on the list originally. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we talked about, like, the Jay White, the MJF, the uh, the Swerve, and uh, the Hangman is like, yeah, they can break, they can dust, up, dust that off whenever. And they talked about that, and uh, you know, Hangman got pissed off, and he's like about to start fighting. Samoa Joe breaks it up and says, "Hey, man, we got press matters. We got to go fight. We got to go fight the devil's, the devil's henchman, mass henchman." So they broke it up. Out comes Joe later on the show. He comes down for MJF to come out there. Uh, the lights cut out. Uh, the devil is in the production truck, or he had the production truck. I, look, is it? Can we? Can I make my retribution jokes now or no? It's too late. Um, I'm sure I'm not I don't know. With this. He's he, he's yeah. hacking. He's fucking production. Truck. They got merch now. The yeah, devil I, has I merch. Get, don't. Oh, I mean, I was gonna get to it, but let's get to it now. This motherfucker is hijacking these shows, but now he's on the payroll and he's selling merch. That's the dumbest fucking meta <laughs> thing ever. It has to be like you know. So we gotta, they gotta stop oh, this, man. You just gotta think about that for five seconds. And be like, no, that's a dumb idea. But like, yo, the payroll department. All you need to see is the first and last name that you know has enrolled this shit. Not even that part about finding out his identity is like the why would Tony Khan sign this asshole that's fucking up his shows and fucking with his champion and fucking up his title scene for the past couple months and injuring his talent. Why is he called the police on this asshole? Throwing people through real glass, busting glass over their head. You know, uh, we, we we come back, MJF face down, ass up, and <laughs> what's wrong with you, man? With, with, with glass just, just everywhere in the belt laid down, I immediately put that man on a meme with Kobe Bryant, like looking like look at this nigga, like I. <laughs> the first when I saw it. No, I did, I watched the show today. I did not watch it live or whatever else. Um, so I, I watched it. And I'm just like, this Scooby Doo mystery ass shit, man. This fucking who done it? They they, they have ran there's with no who done it. It can turn out good. Like there's that's, nothing. That's the thing. Like no one that you're like, 
oh, like it's worth all that for this. Right. Like, now, now get me wrong. We've seen good like, who done Jack this before. Perry, who I like. It's like if it, if it's all for Jack Perry, it's like all right. Now, why did you have to act like this? Like I don't get it. Look, and if I, it's MJF himself, oh my God, he's immediately getting put him in the coffin, and I'm not. Oh yeah, I mean you I'm can put. Him, look, I got him. Not, I, look, I want him nominated now. Who gives a fuck about this? This is at least interesting yeah. thing about MJF right now. Yeah, this is bad. So, like, um, look, Roddy threw out the wheelchair. I feel like some some shit is being shedded right now. You know, let's, I let's, just um it, the feel, the feeling is starting to get restored. See, to look. C2 saved his company. Don't let no one tell you different. C2 has said salvage the pet as salvage this company. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Like you know, we you know, get too far. We, you know, once you get out of balance, you got hey man, we gotta get back to we got it back to what we know. And what's that? Wrestling. Competition. Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid of don't be afraid of wrestling matches as a wrestling fan. Don't. It's okay. I promise. Don't be afraid of don't be afraid of a league table numbers. You know, X's, O's, triangles, you know. <laughs> like, it can't just be the numbers, adding up the numbers. It can't just be the, the math that's is scaring people off. It's, it's, it's got to be the table, like, all in conjunction. Like, like hold on. I, got, I, I can't, you know. I'm like, yo, y'all ain't never did a line graph before? Like, <laughs> for me, I'm just like. You know, I, I'm just, I'm just like, bro, like so many, and I, I, I talked to you about sports, like so many of these things that we that we watch in sports are basically round robin tournaments, but they're more elaborate, more convoluted versions of of a, of a round robin tournament, right? Like determining who's going to win the SEC in college football every single year, it's around basically a round robin tournament. Like, mm-hmm. it's not clean, right? Like, not everybody has the same common opponents, 100, percent but like you play everybody in your division, and then you play. Some ancillary games that are also in the conference, right? And then at the end of that, whoever has the best record wins the division. It's a more convoluted version of round robin. So when people talk about like I don't get this or they get that, I'm just like, you're in a, you watch NFL? Yeah, fourteen of the fucking games are common opponents. Like if you are if you're in the NFL, right? If you, let's say you're in the AFC East, right? Let's say NFC East because you know. Cowboys, Giants, uh, Washington, Dallas, right? Uh, I say Dallas, Philly, right? All those four teams play each other twice. That's six games. All those four teams also play another conference, another division in their conference. That's four. That's four like opponents. Those same teams in that conference in the AFC East also play. The same division in the AFC. That's four more. That's 14 games of your, you know, now 17 game schedule. That's a round robin. <laughs> you didn't realize it, but the NFL is a fucking round robin. So it's like, I don't, I, what is, and then, and then like, I'm explaining to people and they're like, well, I, you know, I've seen a, someone's defending about how they don't get it. I'm like, and then I explain like whatever, and he's like, "Well, I, I, I've watched it. I've watched you before. I know what it is." Then what are you defending? The right people don't know how to sp- how to count. People don't know math, basic arithmetic. This is weird, man. Just weird. Maybe the Japanese fans are smarter than us. Like <laughs> maybe. 
<laughs> they seem to do just fine, but you know. Uh, they got a better educational system than us. Blinded by rage, blinded by hate. Jesus, so, yeah. Uh, Riho back. Riho is back. Uh, she did not bring the pipe, unfortunately. Um, she has she has talked about people was asking about the pipe though. Yep, I saw her on the IG stories. Yeah, uh, with that. So um, I popped when I saw Riho come yes. back. Um, uh, they're gonna put her in there with with timeless Tony Storm. Yep. So I, I so, think when when Tony Storm pins her, I'm gonna want to um, I, I'm gonna want to rush the Capitol. Um, yikes! I, I'll be upset. Now, um, do we have to be worried about this about this white woman from the 1940s? Um, yes. Talk about a Japanese woman. <laughs> yes. We have, we have that, that's what I that? was. That, that's what I was worried about with with Sheeta when when she was around, but they they avoided it there. I'm like, all okay. right, let's. I forgot about that. Know, all right, all right. She knows how to avoid that. Okay, 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 good, good. Now, uh, can we talk about can we talk about the, the women's matchups on Dynamite and in Collision this week? Go ahead. All right, so it the cha- it was an AEW Women's Championship match between Tony Storm, Thomas Tony Storm, and Sky Blue. That and, might have been uh, Sky Blue's best match ever, actually. Yeah, and it wasn't good. Uh, hey, look, so in in ninety nine tries. Yeah, yeah, mission accomplished. Fine match, mission accomplished. Uh, and then uh, on Collision, we had Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez. Um, Tony Storm. I'm sorry, uh, Tony Khan. What are you up to? I mean, what are you up to? Are are, are are you are you much like when uh Anthony Bowens won the trios titles and said this is now the house of ass? Because you know, I mean, you, you talking about like Anthony no Bowens? You, you talking about Anthony Bowens? He's standing next to Billy Gunn, who was once known as the ass man. Maybe there's the new ass man in this business, and his name is Tony Khan. Can we get that printed up on a shirt? Tony Khan, the ass man. I actually saw somebody um, suggesting shirts uh, in, in a forum, and I think I've got to do it. I've got to do it. Uh, I've uh, got to make a hangman was right shirt. I've got to do it. About punk? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to no, do it. No, no, no. There's a better one. There's a better one, and I I feel like I was the only person that was on it. CM Punk is broke. Yes, yes. <laughs> Moxley Moxley said that shit, and it, I was like, why did he say that line? What's going on, or whatever else? I, I remember saying like, man, man, Moxley on to some here. He said that shit, and no one's ever mentioned, but he brought that up for no reason. And ever since Punk showed back on WWE, everyone's saying, you know, his money, you know, he brought, he's like, hey man, Moxley is right. You're 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 broke. You're broke. You, yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, man. Just uh, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, back to uh the women's division AEW. So you know, I made my joke before. You know, uh, Tony Storm and and Sky Blue. Um, you know, a Bentley like a, a three hundred like a Bentley until the Bentley pull up. I, I I saw a new one recently. I just saw a picture of a husky standing next to a wolf, and uh, yeah, yeah, same analogy, same analogy. 
man. Um, yeah. So hopefully, y'all find someone age appro- appropriate to lust after. Hopefully, one of these days. Or you um, just not lust after the wrestlers. So um, they had. Was looking at it. Um, there was a big promo com- uh, confrontation between Seth Rollins and CM Punk tonight. A lot of people were saying Seth Rollins essentially just like repurposed the Heyman promo to CM Punk that originally started all this kind of, but like in his own, he's defending WWE way. It's exactly what I kind of predicted uh, for them to do. Uh, I'm, I'm going to check out the whole segment eventually if I remember, and <laughs> uh, I'll see what it feels like. But maybe Seth Rollins cut a money promo. Maybe he did. Oh, yeah. I'd, I I don't count on it, but uh, do you get the, seeing, do you you know, get the Xbox mission accomplished finally. Oh, my God. Um, Achievement unlocked. Yeah. 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 You know, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, you know, like, I don't know. They this this whole this whole thing about defending W bro, I think they're gonna he's gonna look lame the more yeah. he get, he looks into he, he goes into this. It, it is when, you go, defend, he goes, when you defend the stale institution, you come off as a dork. You just do. Yeah. Maybe so. I will say this. Maybe from our respect, if you will, but given that so many of uh the fans that CM Punk um like grabbed or had or had got a hold of are now basically in AEW or like left WWE. Maybe there aren't that many people around to be like, hey, this is kinda lame. This is kinda corny. You are you you are like upholding this this shitty institution. What are you rebelling against? Like, yeah, bro, like bro, there's a lot of this like people that wanted to rebel have left. Yeah. Right? Like Punk oh, oh, uh, last week he cut some promo on SmackDown when he was talking about like you know, the brawl out shit and people were people like, huh? People like, huh? I don't I don't know what that is. Yeah. I watch I don't watch I don't watch anything outside of WWE. I don't know what you're talking about. That means they don't watch the news. They don't watch anything. Like I didn't mean like, <laughs> that. Take, take, take me too far. Take me far. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it that way. If that programming don't say McMahon on it, they don't they don't check it out. But um yeah. I I I think it's gonna be a constant adjustment in um because like WWE for the first time in so long has like people that like what they do generally. I mean or the majority of the people that are watching it do. Yeah. 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 And That's, I think it's better It's like, well, how does CM Punk navigate in that environment? I don't know. So um, we'll see. I mean, it should be pretty simple. Don't 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 bang on WWE anymore and just like say really mean things to the person you're opposite against, right? Like do what you were doing with like um, the beginning of MJF or Kingston. Don't don't delve into. WWE, you know your issues with WWE because you're back now. You cut that promo saying you're back and you're home. You're home, right? Got stand on that lie. <laughs> this is gonna be disgusting and nasty. Hey, every step of the way, it's the wrestling biz, brother. 
they they nah they 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 made their bed like like are you talking about his fans okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they gonna have to they gonna have, have to have the code yeah, they gotta follow like they they gotta had a tweets from three months ago deleted nah. they they gotta they gotta switch it all up just start new accounts you know so so i can i don't have to put you on the summer jam screen so do we talk about uh to get to talk about big cope in in christian i thought about, about that i i had forgot about that um I actually liked the match until like I saw the Shayna Wayne stuff uh, coming. I was like, man, this don't look good. And then like this is coming a mile. I should have seen this coming from miles away. And then like <laughs> it looked bad. And I was like, I think she's jumped the shark. So I watched it today. I was unspoiled. The second she came down, I messaged you. I was like, Shayna Wayne finna uh, finna fuck finna screw Big Cope, ain't she? And then she actually did. And I was like, God damn it, like. <laughs> Damn it! Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. Like you know, her uh, Nick Wayne put on the shelf, Kill Switch put on the shelf. Nowhere for nowhere for a Christian to hide. It don't make sense for uh, for Big Hope to have that belt. Um, of course, of course, she comes out and she does she does a swerve. She swerves you, or whatever else, because it ain't a swerve promotion. So of course, like. We've never done it, so it'll, you know, it's like do the whole thing where it's like now she now Christian is married man is gonna have a second a second missus or whatever else or whatever. He's not married anymore. Or, huh? Christian's not married He's anymore? Not. Uh-uh. Okay, whatever. Anyway, they're not there it's gonna be some shit where it's like I am I'm gonna do whatever I can to be in the good graces of my son because I he's the only thing I have left. That's a better way of telling that of saying that story, of just describing that story. And it's gonna get real nasty between uh, Shayna Wayne and, and Christian uh, in front of Nick Wayne, possibly and uncomfortable and whatever. That's that's what y'all want to be. That's what y'all want to do to be on TV. Good for y'all. Um, but yeah, man, like man, Nick Nick Wayne got to leave his mom at home, man. Like this is bad for him. Long time. Can't rent a car. I think. <laughs> Stupid. Can't rent a car. Can you drive your credit card for the Hertz, please? Bro, this don't work if Nick <laughs> like like if like Nick Wayne is a baby face and then like the way she was like kind of acting like she was trying to stand up for him, that doesn't work either. Like <laughs> Right, your parents can't fight for you in real life or in pro wrestling. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's yeah. like I, I think we need to find ways to um I'm not advocating but, um, uh, to, to to take money from people or anything like that, but there's got to be another plan here. I think. I mean, there are ways for her to supplement her her income, but um, they, we're we're not here to talk about that right now. Um, shot the OnlyFans. Leave anyway. that alone. <laughs> <laughs> look, you, you hear the way he be talking about her. Hey. She, look. Shane, look, Shane Wayne got here and sell these feet picks. She could be, she can, she can rack up. Look, she she can make as much she can make as much money as LeBron James and Anthony Davis this weekend. Um. Sick. So anyway, uh, yeah, man, like, hey, man, what percentage of the uh of the One Nation Radio audience has ever bought a f- a foot picture before? 
I don't know, but I'm guarantee is more than one. Check in, check check in. If it, if it's more than, let me. First, I guarantee it's more than zero. It's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a non-zero uh, possibility. Yeah. If you ever uh, no no judgment here, you know you you know don't don't speak for me on that. Don't speak for me. You if you out here buying feedback, you you sick boy. You sick. Like if, come check in. Hey man, I I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, yeah. Uh, is that in the show? I think that's a, a great place to end it. Yeah. Um, that's in the show. Thanks for <laughs> fucking cracking up. <laughs> that's in the show. Be sure to raise one of your happy news and listen to this with. Um, we don't have to stream up, but uh, if you are listening from the pod, listen to the podcast, go to the show notes, go to the show description, and you can find uh, the link to our restaurant. You can donate there. Uh, you can donate there. There will not be any links to feet pics for me or Rich, but you can, <laughs> donate, still. You can still donate. Uh, and be sure to listen to other shows. Network besides Winter Radio, you have Keep It Strong Style. You have uh, All Things Elite. You have M's WWE Adventure. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Tony Storm, you are not slick. We see you out here with no shoes on. We know what you're doing. <laughs>